I know what it's teaching them as people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the sport. And that's why I'm glad that I'm in the sport. I never really pushed them to, they were around it. Uh, you know, they started a little bit later and then, you know, they've taken hold of it. And now it's, like I said, that I'm going to hold them to those things. That's what, and I, if I, I just got to keep grading them on those things because I feel like, you know what, they'll be, they'll be quality teammates. They'll be quality people. They'll, we're still going to win a hell of a lot of matches. Uh, I'm not going to try to ever lose sight of those other things first. And if I do, then, you know what, I'll have some people around me. And I think it will tell me, Hey, you know what, you're, you're losing sight of this. Like your relationship with your son is not worth a, a wrestling match. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner, coming to you from Chicago IL. Fantastic episode today with the head coach at UNI, the great Doug Schwab, NCAA champion for the University of Iowa. 2008 Olympian. He's been leading the Panthers since 2014. It was great to have Coach Schwab on the podcast. Doug has been on before, episodes 102 and 296. And I hope you enjoy this episode, folks. Fan of the week goes to a wrestling shoe collector fanatic, Jeff Varney, out of Ohio. You've never seen someone with a better collection of wrestling shoes than our friend Jeff. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and for all the support over the years. We greatly appreciate it. And without further ado, folks, let's give it up for the great Doug Schwab. If you're running a wrestling club and you're looking to supplement your existing fundraising efforts, please consider using CauseMatch. CauseMatch is a peer-to-peer online crowdfunding campaign, and past results show that this type of a campaign using CauseMatch will help you raise six times more than traditional events. And the best part is that it won't cost you an additional 30-40% in overhead. You don't have to change a thing in your current fundraising plans. CauseMatch is just meant to help supplement your existing efforts. Go to causematch.com wrestling to schedule a 20-minute Zoom call and see if there's an opportunity to grow your fundraising. That's causematch.com wrestling. Doug Schwab, back on the podcast, third time on the show. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. Just got a little work in this morning. You know, got guys trying to get better, and yeah, I guess it's always it's always fun, man. We talk about progress and finding the process, and we got a lot of guys that are doing it. You know, it's uh, 
Uh, it's fun to watch these guys grow, man. That's why we coach. Yeah, it's a uh, man. Well, you guys have been building, and I can't believe it's your 14th season as a head coach at UNI. <laughs> Does it seem like 14 years? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does, but you know, like I tell the guys, man, time is always moving, um, and you know, you got to be able to move with it. And you know, whatever situation happens, whatever gets thrown at you, you know, we we got opportunities to be able to use those and grow and improve. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's went it's went really fast, man. I'm I'm incredibly proud of what we've built and you know what to me our program stands for, you know, around the country mm-hmm. and. You know, that's something that takes some some time to build, but man, I couldn't be prouder of, you know, the program and I feel like the reputation that it has. It's an amazing reputation. I can't think of anyone better to lead the program. I hope you never retire from you and I. It's it's awesome to see you there. <laughs> and uh and man, it's been such a such a busy summer. First off, congrats to your son on winning Fargo. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, man. I you know, I've I've been able to be part of quite a few things in uh, you know, in wrestling. Uh, but there's nothing, there's nothing like someone else winning. And then, you know, you're watching your son do it, uh, is, is pretty damn cool. Uh, when he came off the stand, I told him a couple of things. I told me, so he's got to mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you told and him then, what uh, now? I said, I said, you still got to mow the lawn. So it doesn't, uh. you know, and, uh, and you know, another thing is that you win something, it's great and you're proud of them, but it doesn't make you better than someone, you know what I mean? I mean, so we got to stay incredibly humble and grateful for all the opportunities that we get. and. You know, in those moments, man, like I said, I, I was I was so proud of him. And it was so cool to see the look on his face and just that, you know, you're like, man, I, I realized one of my goals and dreams. And, and I just keep reminding him, how did you get there? And then that's what you got to continue to do and work and continue to believe in that work. But and he's got a lot of evidence that that uh, what he's doing is working really well. And they've got a great club too, uh, Cruz and Hodges. Um, they do a fantastic job at Immortal, man. Uh, playing a long game for these guys, you know, and then they got some other guys with, with Lujan and Hoshlog um, around and helping uh, Darren. I mean, guys that wrestled for me, but man, they've, they've put, they've put one of the better clubs in, in the country um, together and couldn't be prouder of that. So Cruz, our house is running that <clears throat> the immortal club. Yeah. Yep. 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 He, he wow. runs it. Um, he runs it. And then uh, Jake Hodges actually just went down to, uh, Des Moines area went down to, to, to Simpson and they start, they're starting one down there. The clubs you know, the in Iowa are build. crazy right now. You got, yeah. you got big game, you got Seabolt, you got this one. Like those are legit. No, they, well, we're fortunate. We're fortunate in the state to have, uh, you know, wrestling be important here and have people like that that are giving back. Um, you know, I think we, we were probably a little bit slow to get going in, in the, in the club game, but now like I said, you, you have, you have three, great club and there's there's a lot of other you know there's a lot of others out there that are doing a, a great job too but man those guys are really sticking out yeah it's always uh every time i talk about the academies like the Askrens, the the pinnacles the izzy styles they're amazing but then you think about like just the normal coach who's like not even making money doing a youth club coach and those guys are out there too and that's that's hard work because those those athletes aren't the diehards right it's easy to coach the diehards but uh, you know, coaching the average wrestler, we got we can't forget about those coaches too. You know, no, I mean, there's so many guys that are investing in these guys' lives, right? It's not, it's not about them always winning wrestling matches, you know. And I just, I, you know, I was going with a long game, and they're playing, they're playing the long game of getting these guys to really buy into themselves. And 
you know, give them some self-worth maybe for some kids, you know, you got to beat the streets. You're just trying to get these guys off the streets and give them something positive to be around something mm-hmm. to put their time and effort into and something that they have control of. Right. Uh, there's a lot of things that are outside of their control and, you know, on the wrestling mat, hopefully, you know, even though trying to control another human that's uh, across from me is not easy, but you can certainly control your preparation and in just learning from these experiences. Right. I mean, I, that's why we do it. And I said, uh, I, you know, to say that, you know, that club, it's more important what those guys are doing as opposed to, you know, the guy that's starting the peewee. I think, I think they're all critical to the sport mm-hmm. and advancing the sport and, and, you know, to make them better humans. And your son who just won Hayden or Hendrix? Who, which oh, Hayden. Yep. Hayden. Hayden. Okay. <laughs> so is he, uh, is he in high school or going into high school? Yeah. He'll, he'll be a freshman this year. Yeah. He's, uh, he took, well, he took, he, he took a gap year last year, was homeschooled and, um, he was, he's really small, uh, for his weight. And it, it was one of those things where once you, you know, Hayden, once he gets on something, you know, he, he's on it. And I, I made, I made sure that he's like, okay, you want to do this? And then it was about six months later when we made the decision. Cause he just stayed on. I was like, this is what I want to do. And then I'm like, well, why do you want to do it? And I, well, I, you know, and then he went and he, he made it very clear to me that he has some goals that he has in mind and that he wants to accomplish and that this would help that. And then as a dad, you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm on board, buddy. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. And he got some great opportunities this last year to go some places and train and be with some people and be around some families, you know, that, uh, you know, there's some incredible families and people within the sport. And I know a lot of them and, you know, I was really grateful for a few of those to take him in and get some time around them and their families. And, you know, that's what Hendricks is going to do this year too. Um, he, he came this summer and was like, I want to do it. I saw the growth that Hayden had with it. And he's like, I want to do it too. Um, you know, and I, I know that's kind of out there a little bit now, you know, some people, I don't know about boohoo or like, you know, that's not fair. This kid's taking another year. They're still going to be the, they're still going to be the same age really as these other kids when they're, when they're seniors, um, yeah. you know, and we get another, we get another year with them at home. And you know, we did our research as far as I talk to a lot of parents that, that had their kids and they, you know, for another year and you have another year at home. Um, just the growth that they have in maturing as as people too. You know, it's everyone's like, well, it's just about wrestling. Well, that is that's not the whole. That is not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- there's 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 a piece of that, but that they're that they're going to be more developed as a as a person. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's worth it. <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> and, it's you know, it's great. I mean, they've been doing that in Illinois for a long time. Tony Ramos did that. Austin Gomez did that because especially with boys, like I was, I graduated seventeen. That's Man, boys are immature. Like if I had an extra year, you know, like girls, I think do mature. I think it's maybe even science. Like they mature much faster. And yeah, if you're undersized and you're young, man, I, I really hope, um, I think it's a great thing. And I hope that, you know, if I have kids, it would do that same path. But I remember, uh, guys been doing that for a long time and I I think it pays off big time. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, it was something that came from them. They wanted to do it. Cause I'm not like, Hey, you have to stay back. And then they're fighting. It's like, you know, here's your wishes. And then I made them really think it through. Okay. This is what you want to do. Well then tell me why you want to do it. And then, you know, then, then you can get, then you can get behind it. You know, I just want these guys to, to be thoughtful. And then when they make their decision, there's no looking back. And so we can't forget to mention, so going to Don Bosco, one of the great Iowa powerhouses. Yeah. Your older brother may be one of the best Iowa high school wrestlers of all time, Mark Schwab, four-time state champ. So the, there's a legacy there, and it's it's exciting. And how have you noticed 
um, like your involvement? Are you dad? Are you coach? What, how does that work? Probably a little bit of both. Oh man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out still. Um, you know, I feel very fortunate with the, the coaches that they have, you know, at immortal that, uh, you know, I can be dad. I mean, I've mm-hmm. kind of always tried to make a little bit of separation, um, because I want, I want to be dad, but you know, me and me and Allison, we sat down when the boys started to wrestle when they were young. And there were some things that we, we told them, here's what we're going to grade you on. We're going to grade you on your effort, your composure, your focus, um, your coachability, you know, how you listen, how you listen to your coach, how you respond to them, how, what kind of teammate you are. Those are the things that we're going to grade you on. We're not going to grade you on if you win or lose the match. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. going to, we're going to, we're going to look at those other things that I think you have total control of. Um, if we feel like your effort isn't good, you know, that's really the only time I've ever got upset at my son uh, in a match. You know, I, I know that there's, there was more effort there and it was like, Hey, you know, I know that you're capable of much more and you know, there's a standard I think that you have to hold yourself to, but if they lose a match, <laughs> you know, I mean, they've made it clear to me what their goals are and then I'll try to hold them to those, you know? Um, and I think I have a pretty good understanding of what it's going to take, but you know, I think, I feel like I'm being able to be, be dad. Um, that's the way I want it. And I'm, I got to be dad first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I know a little bit about wrestling too, but, uh, I don't want that to get in the way of our relationship ever. Uh, you know, I think if anything, it should enhance, you know, me being in the corner for him at Fargo. I mean, that was just an incredible experience. I, I just, I, I can't tell you the joy of watching my sons compete and then seeing their composure and focus. And even when they lose and then they come back, you know, I just, I know, I know what it's teaching them as people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the sport. And that's why I'm glad that I'm in the sport. I never really pushed them to, they were around it. Uh, you know, they started a little bit later and then, you know, they've taken hold of it. And now it's, like I said, that I'm going to hold them to those things. That's what, I, and I, if I, I just got to keep grading them on those things because I feel like, you know, there'll be, there'll be quality, teammates they'll be calling people they'll we're still going to win a hell of a lot of matches mm-hmm. um but that's never that's never going to be uh, i'm not going to try to ever lose sight of those other things first um and if i do then you know what i'll have some people around me and i think will tell me hey you know what you're you're losing sight of this like your relationship with your son is not worth <laughs> a, a wrestling match you know if that makes sense Definitely. And I, we're going to cut that video up and post it. Cause that's like, that's for any walk of life, right? You can control those things, whether yeah. it's, it's business being a teacher, whatever you can control those things. You're going to be in a better spot. What about your folks? Were your folks involved at all? Were they, were they like driving you hard or was it more like your brothers? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, there's a big age gap between me and my brothers. So really I watched their example. Um, you know, you said, you know, you talk about my brother and, uh, you know, Mark won everything under the sun. And I mean, it was like, he was Superman. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, he's, he's winning everything. Um, and then, and smashing guys too. I mean, it wasn't like it was even close. I mean, he was smashing everybody and he places as a true freshman and, you know, he's number two on Olympic ladder and, you know, obviously all those things, um, happened with his knee. Uh, but I just kind of watched their example and I can tell you both my parents, they never pushed, um, they gave me opportunities and, and, you know, they held me to a standard, but I mean, as far as like, Hey, you have to do this. It was always, I wanted to do it, you know? Okay. I want to do this. Oh, you don't want to go this weekend. Fine. Uh, you know, you don't want to go to this tournament. Okay. 
if you want to, we'll take you, but we're not going to, we're not going to push and make you do it. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's who they were, man. It was just support. It was support and love. I mean, I'm trying to think about my mom. I think one time, one time I remember in high school, I think it was one night because I, I pretty much ran every day went during high school. And I think it was, it was started to get later at night one time. And I remember her like, Hey, you going to run today? <laughs> that's about the only time I ever remember her. Like even, you know, even when I made my college decision, it was like, Hey, are you sure? It wasn't like, you know, I mean, they just, they, they love the support and the decisions we made. They were, they were going to back them. Yeah. No, that's a, I remember you telling that story before. I think it may was even like Christmas or something, but like your brother. So like when Mark was going on his run and when you talk about, he won everything, literally everything. I mean, like, yeah. I think, I think about great high school, Iowa careers. I think Dan Knight, you know, I'm thinking back in the older years, I'm thinking Mark Schwab, obviously. So, I mean, seeing that and like you guys at that point, he was wrestling, uh, what was the Iowa High School State tournament? Was it the barn before the new arena? Yeah, was it was. It yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that must yeah. have been pretty yeah. special. Yeah, it was. It, these young kids don't know. They know Wells Fargo, and and uh, you know they're like, oh, this, that, there's nothing like it. I said, if you if you would have been at, at Vets in the barn and you got to walk around the the bottom and got to watch, kind of, it's almost like ants just following a freaking the trail. You know, I mean, when there was a big match, you would just everyone converged there and you could get, you could get Matt's side and then they would move kind of mm-hmm. wherever, but the energy in there was like nothing else. And I remember watching my brother win his fourth state title, um, there. And then you're like, man, at some point I'm going to be here. How, it took me a lot longer to win one than I wanted, but, yeah, um, you know, that was to me, especially with the separation that we had, I don't, I don't know if I, I certainly probably could have felt a lot more pressure. Um, I think I, I lost my, I lose my first or second match in high school, you know, and I remember one of the dads came up and was like, Hey, the pressure's off. You already got, you know, you already got as many losses as your brother. And it's the second match. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just, he literally never you know, lost. Just, he, he lost, never lost, in high school? lost one match. He lost one match. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He lost one match and then, then, and then smashed everybody else. You know, I mean, just, God. He, I don't, I, 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 I would imagine his bonus rate was, was incredibly high. And did you wrestle at junior nationals when you were coming up through? Just, just my senior year. Um, senior year, I placed what I placed sixth that year. Uh, I, I tore my shoulder my sophomore year mm-hmm. and didn't get to wrestle that year. And then I had surgery at the end of the next year. So, you know, I've kind of, I missed out on those opportunities. Um, heck I'll tell you. That, so the Fargo bracket that we had, so this is crazy. Mike Zadig won. So Mike Zadig won it. He wrestled Leitner in the finals. Freyer was in that bracket and I was in that bracket and there was, there was, there was a handful of other guys, but I'm seeing that was those four dudes all placed in the top eight in that tournament, which was, you know, looking back, that's a, that's a pretty damn good bracket. <laughs> Crazy bracket. It's speaking yeah. of uh, some of the guys you used to scrap with, I just had Mark Angle on. He was a Fargo. It wasn't, I don't know if it was Fargo back then, but he was a, what they would call Fargo King, you know, winning crazy titles. Do you remember him back yeah. in the day? Yeah. I, I remember, I remember Mark Angle wrestling him a few times and I want to say my sophomore year, well, him and Chris Marshall, they were teammates. And then Marshall left. And I think everyone was hoping that those two guys were going to be in the finals against each other. And then me and Leitner had some different plans. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrestled him a few times in in college. And he was he was a really good wrestler. He had a really good career. Yeah. And he um, I just had on. It's actually just kind of coincidence. A bunch of guys from your era had uh, Angle on. And he was you know talking about some of his Fargo stuff. And then... Uh, Teague Moore was just on and yeah, he talks mm-hmm. about freshman year. I don't even think he made it to Pennsylvania States, went to Fargo, 
um, junior nationals and, and didn't place. And he sees Mark Angle win it. And that's like he's like his high school buddy, his teammate or, you know, local friend. And he's like, well, why can't I do that? And then he really turned up the gas. And obviously, we all know the great career he had. So I love yeah. that era, though, that you came up in. You, you mentioned a Leitner, Freyer and, and Zadok, of course. And man, those are yeah. those are household names. Yeah, I actually I've listened to Mike's podcast. You had on maybe about maybe about a month ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's it, awesome. I mean, some of the stuff that he's trying to that he's doing with that community too. I mean, Mike, Mike's awesome, man. We we believe me, man. We 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 were this when we were when we were in college and and beyond. But man, we're we're great friends now, and yeah, I love that dude. Yeah. He's awesome. That podcast was so many people reached out because like, you know, a lot of the guys who go through that program, you don't really know what kind of person they are. And I think Metcalf's kind of the same way. You don't really know what they're like. And then you talk to them. They're like, Oh, these are nice guys. They're normal dudes. Mike Zadick was like the epitome of that. Like I was so nervous for that. Cause you, you see the season and how serious they are and man. So uh, it was great to have him on. And yeah, what have you, I get chills even thinking about how he took his dad's building down hand by hand. He's rebuilding it. Yep. He's doing it all just because he loves wrestling. Like, man, that guy is awesome. Love, love that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, honors family, honors dad too. You know, and they keep that legacy going too. Yeah. You know, that those are things, those are things that are really important to him. And, um, yeah, you, you get that a little bit, you know I mean? Guys, oh, they're, they're, they're robots or this, or that. you know, we're intense competitors, but, and Mike's got a great personality. I mean, talk about a guy that can can have a conversation with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and that does. That's why people have to get behind a little bit of getting to know people. You know, that's why you know the, the old judge don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know someone. You yeah, know, that's why I try not to judge, judge anyone or anything because you never know what's going on in our life. But when you get to know these guys, you're like, holy cow, man, this guy's interesting. I mean, holy cow, the things that he the things that he's doing. Yeah. Um, in you know, we get kind of caught into the persona of, of, you know, who, who they see on the mat mm-hmm. and, you know, we're all so much more than that. And I think you get to realize that. And I grateful that you got this podcast to give us the opportunity, but also give people the opportunity to understand that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's an honor. You guys come on here and talk and it's so fun. Cause like I, uh, I tell some of my, my friends who are not wrestling people, it's like, man, growing up, I would have talked to these guys. Just I would have been excited just to talk to one of them. And the fact that we get to do it all the time and that people enjoy listening, it's been such a cool project. And yeah, coming up on five years this October. So uh, it, it's been awesome. And I know uh, we've been involved in some projects. You know, the Tony Davis stuff was awesome. And, and uh, you know, you think about the stuff now, Rob Cole going to UNC, I, I immediately thought of a story he told me, um, and for folks who don't know, Rob's father, a, a legend, a war hero, you and I legend, Olympic Olympic champ, Olympic Olympian. I can't uh, remember. He was Olympian. Yep, Olympian. Yep. Okay. He was a couple time. He was a couple time OW yeah. for the NCAA tournament. Um, in our wrestling rooms, named after him. You know the wrestling room that we have. Sandy Stevens, um, her her husband, her husband wrestled at you and I, and mm-hmm. there. Uh, she said he was like a dad. It wasn't like, he wasn't like he was coach. He was, he was a dad to those guys. Um, so that was one of the things that, you know, she was like, I want to name it after him. And, um, wow. you know, I think, I think we've done a pretty dang good job of, of, of passing it along to our guys, you know, of, you know, trying to really build, build, build stronger men too, you know? Absolutely. And what I, what I was thinking with coach Cole going to UNC is he told me a time, um, you know, when he was like a freshman, maybe, they wrestled at UNI 
and he got rode out and his dad comes to him afterwards. He's like, yeah, I don't care if you win or lose, but he's like, I don't want to see any more of that shit where you get rode. And uh, that was like a turning point for him. And he said after that, he to this day, he believes getting out from bottom is pure mentality, like throwing elbows, whatever. But like, you just got to grit your teeth and like there's no one going to freaking ride me. And that was the story that happened to him at the West Gym. Imagine his dad is who he is. And you're at the West Gym. Yep. You get rode out in the third period. What could be worse? You know, it, it'd probably be like <laughs> your son getting rode out at like Carver or something. You know, it'd be like it'd be horrible for him. Yeah. Um, not so much for the dad. But, you know, so Coach Cole going to UNC, I got to think we got to get some UNI UNC action going in the in the years to come here. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'd... one thing, you know, we we try to wrestle. And we do wrestle a heck of a schedule, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll, we take pretty much anybody that, that will, and we can make it work in, within our, within our schedule. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have him back. You know, we got to have him here a few years ago when he was still at Cornell and, mm-hmm. and got to show him the room and, and give him something, you know, from that and, you know, really honors dad. I mean, cause and you have to, you have to keep your history alive and well. And the only way that you can do that is you got to keep it, you got to keep it active. You got to keep, you know, bringing it back up and you got to thank those that have come before you. You know, we, we really impart that on our guys that that's a, that's a critical piece because we're not, we're not here and where we're at without everybody that came before us. Oh, hundred percent. And it's like, you look at the, the great history of you and I, it's like the program's in such a good place now. And, you're wearing the shirt West Gymnasium, and I know the dual meets no longer mm-hmm. happen at West Gym. Which, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a I'm an outcast here. Like I I know, uh, like for example, you guys love the West Gym, but man, I think if we can pack the McLeod Center, even better. Same with Penn State. I know they love Rec Hall. Man, if we can sell out seventeen thousand, why aren't we doing it? Like so, yeah. I'm a uh, I'm sad <laughs> to see West Gym go, but I'm pumped that McLeod Center is here to stay. My question though is. Is the wrestling room gonna like what's going on with the wrestling room? Is that gonna change? Um, because is West yeah, Gym gonna go away or yeah, I mean it's it's we're in that process right now. Um Okay. You know, we we we're moved out of there right now. There's uh it's an old it's pretty dang old building. And you know, there's 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 some things that don't feel very comfortable with it with the structure wise. So we're we're moved out of there right now. We're at a Mac club training. Um, we're working on our plans of what our future, what our, what the future, you know, West mm-hmm. gym is going to be for us. Um, yeah, West gym, West gym's getting ushered out, you know, and it's a, it's a sad day because <laughs> there's so much history in that building. Um, but I could tell you what I've told our guys and there's, there's a, there's a, there's a few things. Home is where we are, you know, it's not home is where we're going to make it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much history from that, but we take that history along with us. It's not, it's not just stuck in those walls. Those walls can find it and we put it up on the walls. We're going to bring it with us and we're going to make new history. I mean, we have to make, we have to make do with where we're at with what we have as best as we can. And that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do in this situation. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, there's a, there's a little bit of trying to figure out, you know, what our plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're working on it right now. Um, but for us, time is moving and we still have to continue to move forward. And, you know, fortunate to have uh, the USA Mac Club and the Kelly family that, you know, are allowing us to be able to, to work out in there right now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to expand that place. And, you know, when, when, it, when it all gets done, we'll, we'll have as much space from a mat side, mat, we'll have as much mat space as we had at the West Gym. 
we'll that. have some other things. And then as we work into it, um, you know, we'll get all those other plans in place. But uh, I could tell you what I'm firmly focused on is what I can control. That's it. <laughs> and there's some there's some pieces outside of that that we can't. But I've still got on to this building. I mean, I'm still taking it with me wherever mm-hmm. I go. And our guys still will, too. Um, in you know, I'll illustrate my point that it's the people. It, and it always will be, Ryan. We've talked about it. I've never been any different that, you know, we could build a $100 million facility. Does that mean we're, that that means we're going to win? Does that mean that we're going to get us through hard times? Absolutely not. It's going to be the people. Mm-hmm. The people that we surround ourselves with is going to be the most important and valuable ingredient. Now, do we have to have investment from, from up top? Absolutely. Do I... Am I happy that we're in the situation that we're in right now? Absolutely not. But I'm also <laughs> going to make the best of the situation because you don't have any other choice. And then you have to model and lead that. And our guys have, they've, I would say fall right in line, but they're like, okay, coach, trust you. Let's, let's go back and get to work. Because the one thing I know is I think, uh, you know, what, 21, 22, 23, you know, March, that's still going to be the national tournament. That's happening no matter what. That's it. <laughs> And the guys you know, so, in your room, you got some guys who were ready to go. Uh, I mean, obviously the great Parker Kaiser. We're going to talk about him. What a what a stud! Yeah. But talk a little bit about Volker in the summer he had. Like, what was it like going over to Jordan, watching him compete? Yeah, I mean, you just get reminded of you know trying to be the highest level. That there's levels to all this, right? Um, I hadn't I hadn't been around as much Greco, um, but yeah, he had a great summer. You know, he went and won the U.S. Open. He went and won the trials. He won Pan Am games. Um, and then, you know, he had, he had a hell of a tournament over there. I uh, got beat by the guys that got first and second last year, you know, from Iran in actually. You know, he Armenia? Lost to, he lost to two dudes. Yeah, in Armenia. He lost to the two guys that were in the finals last year. Wow. Um, and those guys have placed again this year. So, you know, he's right there. But like with everything, there's, you know, there's levels. And you just, he felt a few things that he hadn't felt before. Uh, with those guys and you even saw that he started to make adjustments throughout the match. And it just sometimes making those real time adjustments um, can be tough. And that's why, you know, we just got to continue to train up our level and get him around, you know, even, even higher level Greco. Um, but it, he did a great job preparing this summer. I, Dylan Carew, who was his club coach at a big game, um, put a lot of time into him. Uh, but yeah, getting to go over there and, I don't know when you travel the world and you've got to travel the world through the sport, you know, you get to see so many things and um, you're always grateful to come home. But I, I mean, like I told him, man, me and Dylan both were like, Hey, thank you so much for you one making the team. We're proud of you, but also look at the opportunity I was able to get, you know, I was able to go over to, to Jordan. I was able to go see the baptism uh, spot of Jesus. I was able to dip my feet in the Jordan river. You know, you're able to float in the red sea, you know, and those things, you know, I, the wrestling, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, the wrestling got me to be able to do those things and see the world. And it, and it just expands your yeah. knowledge, but also I think if anything, it just expands, you know, you being grateful for what you have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that you're reminded consistently that people are people and people have certain needs. And then, you know, you, 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 you need to see things with your own eyes, you know, and not through someone else's lens. And, um, I'm just, I'm grateful for that. And like I said, he had a great tournament, um, got beat by two really good guys. And those are guys as he continues to work in this process, I'm sure he's going to see again, but I can tell you that the next time, you know, the gap might be bigger right now, but that's going to get close. And then I think he's feel like he's the trajectory that he's on and how he's going to work. And 
how much he believes in what's going on in himself, those things, those things will, those things will switch. It just yeah. take a little bit of time. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that, like, <clears throat> you know, when you get up close and personal, like when I'm watching on, on, on my computer, you know, you want to, you want to hate the Iranians, you want to hate the Russians and you get angry at them. But then when you see them in person, you're like, oh, these are just normal guys. Yeah. You know, because uh, it's just they're so good. You know, I was talking to um, who was one, one of the recent podcasts. I'm like, you look at our U17 team or U20 team and you're like, this is the best Americans for sure. And we still can't beat the Iranians. It's like you got to tip your hat to what these guys are doing to, to consistently have that. And then when Russia comes back, you know, we know where we stand there. We're, you know, typically been a, a skosh yeah. below, but maybe we've closed the gap. And then you look at the Greco scene. Greco and other countries is as important as freestyle is. So you're getting their very best. Yep. Now, no, I think, I, back, I go ahead, coach. No, no, sorry. I was going to say, it reminds me though, of when you went to, uh, you know, Baku 07, like, was that pretty eye opening for you? Your first, first trip competing for team USA at the worlds. Yeah. I mean, they, it always is. I mean, like just, there's, there's levels to everything and you get to see these guys, especially, you know, when, you know, I think year before and then, you know, uh, an Olympic year, I mean, everyone ramps up for those. And I'm not saying that the other years, like people are taken off, but you know, I mean, it's, those are kind of the building years because, you know, I mean, Olympic years are, they're circled for everyone's calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you do have to tip your cap to them. And you, you know, I'm, I'm sitting back there and you know, you're watching, I'm watching these guys warm up. I'm watching the things they do. Cause you're, you're always trying to learn. Now, I don't think you can, we're not going to do it exactly like they do it, but you can take pieces. You know, I think you have to make it your own in your own way. And, you know, there's differences from Americans and Russians and Iranians and in Japanese, but I think you can take pieces from all those and then you make them your own. And I think that's, what's so fun about the sport. Um, and, you know, we're chasing that team USA has been doing an incredible job. I mean, they're, they're right there at all, at all age levels, you know, they're, they're in the you know top three, top five, having champs. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, that's the nature of trying to be the best in the world at something like, man, there's other people that are doing the same thing that we talk about. You know, they're, yeah. they're getting up and they're, they're, you, they're getting up in the morning, they're running with purpose too. And they got great coaches and they believe in what's going on. And it just, I think that's what makes it fun though. Oh, definitely. And, and you think about what you learn watching people. And, you know, I saw a couple of pictures of uh, you and crew back in the warm up tent. I don't know about you, but like the most I ever learned as a kid, mom took me to the 04 Olympic trials and I snuck into the warm up area. Watching the warm ups is like a gold mine. You know, the matches are great, but watching the warm ups, like, oh my God, like this is what they're doing. So I'm sure you saw a few things there. Yeah, just saw really the, the Iranians, how they kind of, how they got ready to things that they did. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's individual a little bit. And that's what we try to tailor a little bit more to, but you just, you start to see that they they might have a little bit more of a system um mm-hmm. and you know i think that's a little bit even russian even i mean they they train together a little bit more we have we have our rtcs where you know i would say fracture is not the word but i mean you kind of yeah, this group kind of has their style they have their coaches and you know they, they know these guys really well and mm-hmm. you know that those things those things are those things are working well it's pretty hard to say that um we're not having a whole lot of success because we are Oh yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you go back to like 07 and I'll put that on, on me, 07, 08, you know, no medals coming were coming from me. Um, you know, I think we had Cormier and it was, was a bronze. And then, um, you know, obviously Henry won, but 
we, we weren't winning a ton of medals. And I'll, like I said, I, I had an opportunity. So I, I put that on me as much as anybody. Yeah. Um, but the, the levels definitely, the de- levels definitely raised. The depth is raised. Um, I just think these guys being more prepared sooner, you even talked about my sons and what they're exposed to right now, yeah. who they're exposed to the level of coaching. I mean, uh, what's, I mean, I'm on my phone right now and I can punch up anybody in the world. If I want, I can watch mm-hmm. and I can, there's, there's, there's probably not a guy that I couldn't find in the world that I, if I want to watch some of their skills in wrestling, you know, we, right we didn't have those things, but yeah. You talk about the skill level and that's something that, you know, a lot of people, I think it's a trend, like people who are older will say I wasn't as tough as when I was there, but I don't think anyone in their right mind could say that college wrestling isn't as competitive as it's ever been. Would you agree with that? Like the depth of talent? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you're all, you can't compare. I mean, yeah, I mean, guys are tougher and whatever they want to say. I mean, um, I think that guys are much more prepared than they've ever been. I think the level of wrestling uh, is as good as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Now you also have to learn how to compete. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you can have great skills, but do you have great skills under pressure? How about when things go, things go south for you, you get a bad call or, you know, you lose a match and some of these guys have never lost a match and you just see them totally melt down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so there's other, there's other pieces to it. It's not, it's not just, it's not just skill. Those are skills too, that I think you have to try to train and prepare. And so I'll go back to my sons and, you know, the, when, what they did in the basement, that was just getting composure. Mm-hmm. That was learning how to, there's no meltdown. If there's a meltdown and you lose your, you lose this, then you're going to lose control of everything. And you're probably not going to, not just when, not just lose a match. You're probably going to act like a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And we're trying to, you know, trying to get you back to firmly focus on what you can control in those moments. Um, but man, I, I, there's so many good coaches out there. There's so many good clubs. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a few of them and, you know, straight matters. One of my, one of my good buddies, I mean, think about the run of kids that they've had out there and insane and what they're exposed to. And, you know, I, Max and Ben, you know, they, they do a fantastic job. They're guys. It's pretty, it's pretty hard to say the guys that are moving to the next level from those guys aren't having a whole lot of success. They're very prepared. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think every club's going to have their own philosophy and how they do things. Um, we found, I think, a few clubs that I think match pretty well with, in line with kind of what our thinking is too, and what our focus is, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're just we just keep trying to, like I said, I keep saying build better humans, but I mean, yeah, I want them, I want them to become better at wrestling and their wrestling skills, and I want them to win a whole lot, but I also, when they leave five years from now or ten years from now, I want them to leave as a whole person, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, sometimes that doesn't happen when you get done with a wrestling career, especially if your only focus is your wins and losses. And you talk about the strip matter club and young guns. I mean, what they've done in that, that new facility and like yeah. the wrestlers are one thing, but man, every guy coming out of there, it's like, these guys are like the nicest, most well-rounded humans. I mean, they're not like bad kids, you know, they're like just good kids. They get good grades. And it's just, uh, it seems like there's been a, not that that wasn't happening forever, but man, it seems like there's a huge focus on that now and you can really tell that with the young guns guys well you've you've been around jody right oh yeah okay you've been around john oh yeah strip matter too yeah i mean <laughs> oh sorry john no i was i thought i was thinking jurgens because i was thinking of uh, too, but i'm saying yeah. out there you know i mean John's yeah yeah in there all i have the time, not met I mean, john no i mean i mean jody you've been around jody i mean that, oh, that's, yeah. 
you know, I mean, that's the kind of, that's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of leader he is. I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, it, it's not surprising. That's what, that's the lead they follow. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's awesome to see. And there's so many good clubs now. And yeah, the, uh, the Askren Academy, I love, um, I love their philosophy on development and loving the sport. And yep. it's yep. just a lot of good stuff going on right now. And I mean, no better time to hit on a Parker Kit Kaizen, a product of the AWA Academy. He's gotten third, yep. third and second for you guys. And somehow he's only, uh, he's got two years left. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, 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 the COVID year, you know, I mean, uh, but yeah, he's awesome. Man. Yeah. What, 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 what's he showing you over the, I mean, I'm sure you've learned from him too. I mean, seeing that guy and what, what's some of your experiences been as coaching that guy. His willingness just to train and prepare and, and be coachable, you know, to have success like he's had, but still, but still be moldable and, and take direction, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, it could be very easy right now to be like, dude, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got third, third and second. I'm one of the best guys in the country. I'm number one. And he's still like, he just wants to continue and learn and get better. Um, and he gives back to our team so much, man. He gives back to the guys. Uh, you know, I was in there this morning and he's, he's drilling with a guy a lot smaller than him. Um, but you can just tell like, Hey, he's, he's, he's really trying to help bring guys along. I mean, he wants to have a great team. He wants to make the guys around him better. And I always talk about leading the way. And then he leads the way in, how he lives, how he trains, how he treats people. I mean, the dude does it as well as anybody. And you know, I've really, I've really racked my brain and sat down and thought about guys that have, you know, I've been around some guys that have put a ton of time into their wrestling, into their skill, into the, you know, into their craft. And he's, well, I mean, he's not below five. He's probably in the top three mm-hmm. of guys I've been around. And he's, you know, so that, that said to me, that says something. I mean, because I've been around some guys that have won everything. I mean, everything. Um, and to be great at anything, there's a certain amount of time that it takes. And he's mm-hmm. willing to do it. And then just how he does it too, though, man. <laughs> he does it with a smile on his face. And um, I don't know, man. I, man, so fortunate to have him part of our program and to be leading that way. And, you know, heck, this year, this year he can spend himself – he's already cemented himself as one of the, the greatest UNI wrestlers of all time. You know, these next two years, he can, you know, we had, I know we've had some guys that have come before him that have won a whole lot, but could be hard pressed in the last 50, 60 years to tell me anybody. Um, and I know he doesn't want to get caught up into that. And he probably doesn't even like me saying that stuff, but it's just true and honest about what he's done so far in his career. Well, in the modern era, I can only think of one UNI wrestler that's made two NCAA finals appearances, and that's the great Tony Davis. And so he definitely has a shot to do that this year. And, you know, that's the that's probably the last thing he's thinking about. He's thinking about winning the damn thing, which is why he's so good. But um, you talk about, I've heard you say this in other interviews, that, like, you'll be on campus and, like, a teacher or an administrator will come up to you and, like, talk about they didn't even know Parker was a wrestler. That's how nice he is. And, like, he's not, like, a meathead. You know, he's not going around like showing off his prowess. Like that's a pretty cool thing to hear about someone like that. Yeah. I mean, he's very humble. <laughs> he's not going to beat his chest. And yeah. And we talk about that with our guys all the time. Like, dude, if you, if you're a badass MFer, you don't have to tell people <laughs> mm-hmm. they know, <laughs> you know, and you know, guys, you know, Don assuming it's like, 
Not assuming, and then he's a guy that like almost Clark Kent. He'll take his glasses off and then he'll spike in his head if he had to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I don't think you need to. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't. You know, I just don't think that's. You don't have to tell anybody you're tough, man. People know, and I think if you have to tell people, then I, I mean, the toughest, the toughest SOBs I've ever been around. Other, there's a couple that have, that'll tell everybody that they're tough too. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, and that's fine. You know, he's, he's like I said, I'm assuming in a way, but man, when he, when, when he hits the mat, when he trains, um, there's, there's a lot of intention and purpose in what he does. Yeah. When you mentioned earlier, you've been around, you know, he's in like that top five of guys who dedicate their time into the sport. I'm curious, who are some others that come to mind for you as like just all consuming like that? Oh man. <laughs> I don't mean to put you when, on the spot. When I first got to you and I, when we, no, when I, when I, when I, you know, when I first got to you and I, not you and I, sorry, I first got down to Iowa, you know, freshman, um, Tom had just got, he just got done. He won in 96, you know, Terry, Terry was, was got back training again. You know, I had a guy like Ironside in front of me, um, that, <laughs> and man, put a, put a lot of time into his wrestling. Um, you know, and then you had some coaches in front of you too. I mean, I only had a year with Gable, but I mean, the, the time and dedication that he put in mm-hmm. um, to his athletes, to his craft, always trying to learn and get better. Um, you know, Macri was a guy that, and, and those guys had some things that they, they had where they, you know, were able to get away a little bit. But man, as far as time into their craft, yeah, those those guys all put a, a ton of time in. And I had a lot of guys in front of me that did it. And to me, I just followed that lead and followed that example. And even for my brothers when I was growing up. Um, yeah. Man. So I've, I've had that kind of all the way up. But you know, I, I could I could compile a list. It's hard because, you know, I've seen him from day one, you know. So I'm kind of comparing, mm-hmm. kind of comparing to that. And, you know, obviously he, his results speak for themselves too, you know? So I think it's, uh, but I've had some guys too that have, and they have dedicated everything to the sport and maybe haven't had those kind of results, but do I, they still, they still have reaped so many benefits and, and rewards, you know, they, they've, they've, they've planted some seeds that, you know, they're harvested now. Oh yeah. Beyond the wrestling. So Terry Brands, Lincoln McRavy, Ironside, just a few guys. I don't know if you've, uh, we've ever heard of them, but I mean, that those are the guys I'm kidding. Of course, those are the guys that you're, <laughs> hey, those are like, you're, you're bumping elbows yeah. with this, your colleagues. Like, good God, like yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, I mean, we don't even, that's not even including all the, uh, the Olympic camps you've been a part of. Uh, I know we did the, yep. uh, we talked a little bit about 07, but you know, we did the piece on Henry and, and that was 08. And I know you yep. weren't living at the OTC, but I'm sure you spent a few camps out there, if not more than a few. Yeah. And so you saw a, uh, you saw a lot of good stuff out there during that time. Yeah. Watching those guys train. I mean, seeing, you know, seeing a, a guy like Burroughs now just be a pro at his craft. I mean, really, I think he raised the level of everyone, like learning what being a, a professional for the sport is. Yeah. Um, you know, so he said to, to gauge and how do you gauge? I'm just saying like, he's, he's, like you say rubbing elbows. He's definitely rubbing elbows with those guys. Oh, and Hardell Moore was just on. And he says this whole resurgence really started with Burroughs beating Sargush in 2011. And I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, that, that quarterfinal match was a dirty, grimy match, pulling singlets, <laughs> getting taped up. Yep. Like I can, 
I've probably watched that one more than any any Burles match. And uh, man, yeah, you just he's still going, and like he's still going. It's yep. crazy. And uh, you know, well, we're coming up on the worlds here, so it's gonna you know, as a wrestling fan coach, we got the worlds, NCAs, Olympic trials, and Olympics within yeah. the next eleven months. And if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. <laughs> and man, it's it's just so fun. And you know, as we look ahead to the college season. A lot of changes. Arizona State joining your conference. Yep. New rules. Um, you know, people are talking about changing seasons. Yeah, I don't think we need a lot of changes. Uh, and I'm not one to sit here and tout the three point takedown. We don't need to talk about it. I'm just curious. What's your thought on like the direction where where college wrestling's headed, and anything we could be doing different, or you think we're pretty much on the right track? Huh. I think it's competitive. I mean, competitive in the level of competition and how prepared guys are. I mean, it's as good as it's ever been. Um, you know, now obviously you see all the realignment that's going on. I mean, we, we know what that's about. It's about football. It's about TV. It's about money. Um, Cash. you know, how do we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, you know, so you start to, how do we keep relevant? So to speak, you know, I, I don't understand all the numbers. I've seen some of the numbers for, you know, the NCAA tournament that they are, you know, maybe they're shrinking, you know, is it, you know, I, I know there's some proposal on dual stuff. Um, do I think that that's the best way to package our sport? I do. I think it's the, the, the most understandable, um, uh, you know, and, and, and that's, you way, look at what ba- so I look at what baseball's done right now. Um, it's helped. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I, I love baseball and I'd watch baseball either way. I can go to the national tournament no matter what, but, um, you know, I know some people are like, well, we'll never have fringe fans. I don't know. I don't, I think that we're, we can be a little bit stuck in our ways. Right. I mean, we're stubborn SOBs and, and, you know, (laughs) almost sometimes to our detriment, it's good to be, to be tied to something and tied to some roots. But do I think that it's probably time to try something like that? I do. You know, I think it's, I know they're talking about maybe a proposal of even kind of trying it and seeing and not really just rolling right into making that the national, um, the national title, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving the season once they start, once they start these, these new rounds of bids and, and getting that stuff set, I don't know how you move the season. You know, I've heard that there may be, they're, they're maybe putting two dates together for these bids of these places. But once you get the bids for the next four or five years, you know, you're probably, you're kicking that five, maybe five years down the, down the road. You know, it's something that we probably needed to deal with last year, but yeah. you know, we're never going to get a consensus. I mean, we're, we're wrestling folks, so sometimes you might have to take a little bit of risk of, okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take this on the information that we have and move forward. Um, you know, I think some of those Big Ten duels, you know, the numbers are the numbers are are good. I know we're not gonna compete with football, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, okay, well, what what makes this what what continues to make us relevant? Because unfortunately, I do think that's what. Uh, a lot of our administrators are looking at, yeah. you know, I mean, and so I think we have to be a little bit smart and strategic with it. And, you know, is that the way to go? I don't know. I don't know any other ways to go. I just yeah. think you can package a duel, you know, two hours, a lot of ups and downs. You can understand the scoring and you could bring someone in and be like, they could be excited about it and be like, hell, I can't wait to come back. Cause that was so, that was so awesome. And I had said, you know, I had such a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Well, people say 
people say that the NCAA doesn't matter. And I couldn't disagree more because the only thing people are fans of are the alma mater outside of the diehards. The alma mater is what matter. The support of the college is what matter. Like you saw 90,000 people went to that Nebraska volleyball game. Yep. I bet awesome. 80,000 <laughs> don't know the players' names. They went because they love the Cornhuskers, right? Yep. Like you, we cannot forget that the brand of the school is everything. And that's what people care about. And so um, I do think the dual championship would be fantastic. What could be more fun than a 32-team dual bracket? I know they're not talking about doing it that way, but yep. do it over a couple weeks even. That'd be so fun. And, you know, I've, uh, I picked up golf this summer. I'm terrible, and I want to get your golf pants. But uh, <laughs> even in golf, though, the biggest thing is the Ryder Cup. It's a team event. It, yep. In golf's yep. individual sport, it's like, guys, there's nothing wrong with, with adding a team component. Um, and I think to make it relevant, it's got to be before the NCAA tournament, not after. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Um, but I mean, there's no question that the the brand of the school is, is everything. Like, how many you and I fans are there in Cedar in Cedar Falls? I mean, there's mil- yeah. not millions, but thousands. You know, and they love the Panthers. No, it, I mean, dude, why do you why do you go to the U.S. Open and then? I mean, every there's there's national champ against national champ consistently. Yeah, you know, I mean. There, there is something to the brain of the school that people identify with and get behind, um, right. and we have to use that. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're we're crazy not to. Um, you know, I've went to the collegiate duels the last couple of years, and and there were some incredible duels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about you know, and I hate to give other teams credit, but the, that Iowa State Cornell duel was freaking. That was nuts. Yeah, that was so fun. So fun. you know, to watch even from from. From our perspective, you know, heck, we, you know, we beat we beat Ohio State there, um, you know. Just, there's there's things with duels that are there's so many twists and turns. I think sometimes that can happen and upsets and just I don't know. It's just there. I don't think personally. I don't think that we we can hurt our national tournament. I mean, people are going to come. It's still the national tournament. It's going to be crowned and saying, you know, you can make it something else. Absolutely. I got three quick questions, coach, and we'll let you go. I know uh, you're not a man to sit long, so I appreciate you taking some time for us. Question one, can you confirm that the Nike golf pants made a trip out to Jordan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they, they got in the Jordan River. I, I pulled it up a little bit, but they, they, they dry really quick. Yeah, they. I'm telling you, they, you can do anything in them. You just got to – Sometimes it just depends on if you got the button or the. So some of these have buttons, so that can break. But if they have the one that kind of that that that, that kind of snaps together, that's probably a little bit better. I love it. I love it. I just think it's funny. You love those pants so much. You take them everywhere, and uh, it's it's a it's it's a good tradition you got going. I think there's a sponsorship opportunity there, if if at all possible. Um. All right. Second question, a little more serious, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you know the. There's a program about 90 miles south of you guys that just for whatever reason will not take a dual meet. Can you confirm that the door is open to wrestle the Hawks whenever they want it? Absolutely. I haven't said we go down there. Let's <laughs> make like, it oh, happen. We're, we're not coming here. You know, and the thing is, is then people will all, you know, they'll, they'll start saying, well, you know, you just, you just stop talking about it. Like I haven't talked about it at all. It's not like I'm bringing it up. I'm like, bringing it up because you know, we I, want it. You know, I, I think, I think it's silly that we don't that we don't wrestle. I think it's, there's there's a lot of teams that are pretty dang close that I think it's silly we don't wrestle. You know that's that's certainly one of them. Uh, I, I and I could I could get 
deeply involved in some of that stuff and some of that stuff you just it's just not a time or place for it, you know. You know, we'd love to duel and make a lot of sense and be great for the state of Iowa, be great for the college wrestling. Um, I can't tell you if it's ever happened, but you know, for us we we gotta just get better and win a lot more and then we can make it uh, I don't know, we may where yeah, they gotta wrestle us, I guess, but that's on us. We gotta do a better job too. So unless the only way we could make it happen is dual championships. You and I puts the hurt on everyone, goes to the finals of the national dual championships. And if it just so happens to be the Hawks, so be it. But um, I just think it's a it's a duel that would <laughs> freaking sell tickets. It would be exciting. And because there's a little bit of drama, like and it's everyone knows it's probably from something Virginia Tech related. I don't know what it is. I re- and I don't really care to know on this podcast, but it just irks me that it hasn't happened. And I know you're all about it. So the Panthers will be anywhere they want to be for that duel to happen. Yeah, I mean, heck, I know they had one in Kinnick a few years ago. Yeah. You know, that was, and, you know, we just said you just saw the volleyball, right? I mean, the volleyball, that was, that was incredible. I mean, dang, 90,000 fans. I mean, I give, I tip my cap to those guys, um, to putting, you know, volleyball in the spotlight like that. You know, what a, what a, yeah, that was, that was, that was really cool. So we we could even do an ode to Gable and do it at the UNI dome because, you know, 97, pretty much. We should rename it the yeah, Gable I mean, Dome I, after '97. Yeah, I don't know if I don't think come up here, but I mean that was actually something that I'd thrown out. Like, hey, <laughs> let's fill up this place. Huh? I love but it. you know, it, I mean, we we go on and on, but no, nah. it's pretty it's pretty clear. We'll, we'll wrestle. Love it. I love it. Last question, Coach, and this is something you said in a interview last year. I love that. I love the way you put this, and I just want you to kind of elaborate on what you meant by this. But you said. There's no straight line to success and curious what that means to you and kind of how, how you think about that. Oh, I mean, just dude, you're, you're gonna, I mean, you have days you feel great. You're going to have days you, you don't feel great. You're going to have uh, a personal, I mean, okay. Your girlfriend breaks up with you, right? I mean, you're not always going to feel good and you might lose a match. There's all these things that are outside of your control that, can impact you to throw you off that and see the straight line. Like you see a to B, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be a national champion. Well, it's not just, it's not just right to that. I mean, you're going to go down in the ditch and you're going to have someone help pull you out. But I mean, that's why I just tell guys that if they think it's just going to be straight there, crazy. Um, it's mm-hmm. not, and it never is for anybody. And that's okay. I think they got to understand that that's just part of, that's part of this process. That's part of trying to be great at some. It's part of man stretching yourself. It's it's just not it's just not straight. Um, so another way, just saying that, man, there's going to be there's going to be adversity. There's going to be things thrown in your way. And to then I say with that, then just connect the damn dots, right? That's it. <laughs> so it's not straight line. I'll just I've connected this dot to this dot to this dot. Now I finally make it to where I want. It's it's important for someone. To hear it, uh, I'm thinking of the parents or even the wrestlers who listen to this, like to hear it from you, an Olympian, a national champion, like, you know, the, a lot of people, even yourself probably would have thought that you would have been on every world team and every Olympic team from 01 on. And like, there's ups, yeah. there's downs and you make 07, you make it 08, you know? So, yeah. um, I just think it's, it's cool to hear that perspective and that you're taking that to your guys is, is really powerful. Yeah. Well, I would, I wouldn't, inclu- I mean, I was in that mix all those years, but you know, then you find that you find the breakthrough. Think a little bit too is 
you know, everyone sees the finished product. So I'm saying you always, everyone sees the end goal. They've watched the highlights on sports center. They mm -hmm. didn't see everything that led up to that. They didn't see all the days, all the nights, all the choices that were made to make that happen. All the things that they maybe missed or sacrificed, you know? Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's not, it is not that straight line and just clean. And you know what you gotta, you got, you don't got any bumps along the road prepared for, know it, understand it. And hopefully you have some good people around you that'll, that will help you realize that and encourage you. And in the end, you end up trusting yourself. I mean, that's why, that's why I coach. To me, that's, that's to me what wrestling's about. That's what coaching's about. I love it, coach. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And it's been since December of 2021 since we, uh, since we came out and did the interview for the Tony Davis stuff. So oh. thanks so much for coming on, man. And best of luck to your guys hey. and your boys this season. <laughs> No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. appreciate everything that you, you continue to do for the sport. And we say this will be five years almost. It's coming up on. October will be five years. Uh, that's awesome. And keep just keep telling the stories. I think that's what, uh, I mean, the wrestling community is something special, right? I mean, you've been around it. And I mean, I just think about what's going on even with Sasso. I mean, how people step up. I mean, our community awesome. is so, they're so ingrained and united for each other and love each other respect that we have for each other at this so immense and you know i think this your podcast shed a lot of light on the individuals and what they've taken from the sport and you know and that doesn't mean it has to be an olympian right i mean you have guys from all walks of life that uh that wrestled and that made them better change their lives and so i appreciate you for the work that you're doing man you're doing a good job thanks coach i can't wait to see you this season man best of luck to you guys yep. <laughs> yeah take care yeah thanks again Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. This episode was brought to you by our friends at CauseMatch. They're an online peer-to-peer -peer crowdfunding platform. And if you're looking to supplement your fundraising efforts this wrestling season, go to causematch.com slash wrestling. That's causematch.com slash wrestling. We'll see you next time on our new episode of Wrestling Changed My Life.